Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to Alex Pearson, Toronto's News, Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Good to have you here on this uh, Friday. I want to talk about a story that happened at the height of the pandemic and has now turned one mom's grief into a fight to save other children. And this is the story of little Kira Kagan. This is a four-year-old girl. You might recall this story who would be ultimately killed by her father during a hike on a cold February day in 2020. And they never came back. Both of their bodies would be found at the base of a cliff in Rattlesnakes uh, Point Park. And now three years later, a report by the Domestic Violence Death Review confirms what many assumed, and that is that this child was killed in a murder-suicide aimed to cause the ultimate pain for Kira's mom, Jennifer, who had ended the relationship. The report says Kira's murder could have been prevented, had court orders and protection agencies just acted on all the numerous warnings Jennifer brought right to them. And now an inquest is going to be held to see how, once again, several systems failed to protect this child. Jennifer Kagan is Kira's mom, and she joins us now. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Thank you. It has been three years. Um, You've been through a lot with the pandemic, and so to hear that this will now be an inquest. Um, does that give you relief? Does it? Does it? Wh- where does that take you? I mean, it's it's reassuring to know that this will be investigated in a more fulsome manner. That the chief coroner has called the inquest. It's a matter of high public importance, and mm-hmm. you know the safety of other women and children are really dependent on increased accountability and reform in the various systems that failed Kira. So we're we're pleased with that news. Um, you know, it has been a very long difficult three years for our family and you know we know systems move slowly we we do wish that this had come sooner however you know we need to move forward with our advocacy and and just focus on shining a light and helping other children and families yeah and you've gone through this at a time you know you're going through the rest of the stress of the cost of living and pandemics and all the rest of it it's uh, added i'm sure a lot of uh, distress and a lot of hardship Absolutely. It's, it's really every family's nightmare. I mean, to go through domestic homicide of a family member, you know, to not have this recognized for what it was initially by systems uh, and to have to, you know, just keep fighting for that mm-hmm. accountability and reform. It's, it's, it's really not a good situation. You know, when you read through some of the findings of this report, um, they're they're shocking and yet not surprising. And just to go through some of what they had said, uh, you know, you had been separated from Kira's father, Robin, for four years. There had been endless court hearings over custody. You had raised warnings about his threatening behavior, mental health issues. Uh, There were domestic violence incidents that had been, I guess, involving other previous partners, uh, controlling behavior, choking Uh, violence towards pets. There were so many signs that when you look at these things, 
it's hard not to say again why were all the signs there and yet again the systems not just one many failed you and cura absolutely i mean it's a textbook case of a you know a violent perpetrator and those you know they're all incredibly important risk factors for lethality i mean our case had over 22 risk factors for lethality according to data that's available in the ontario coroner's office risk factors for lethality which is three times the number in cases that are deemed predictable and preventable and you know i was shouting from the rooftops begging and pleading with mm -hmm. uh, caseworkers with judges that this man was abnormal and should not have been around uh, a young girl unsupervised or any child unsupervised, and yet I wasn't listened to. And, you know, it was failure after failure. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, it, it's truly uh, abhorrent uh, beyond words. Well, it's hard to imagine as a mom, um, not just the, the obvious grief you would feel, uh, but the anger um, that, that you tried to do everything right, and yet it didn't work. Absolutely. And I, you know, I was handcuffed by these systems. I was punishing you know, women when they come forward or people when they come forward with uh, concerns about violence. Oftentimes there's, um, you know, there's too much a focus on the right of the father to see the child, um, but not the child to be safe, that children are put into unsupervised contact. And that actually, uh, you know, in my case, coming forward with abuse, I was almost punished and told, well, you're, you know, trying to block the, the father from seeing his child, which was not at all the case. I was simply trying to focus on her mm -hmm. safety and right to life. So um, it's, it's the problem is that the, the system um, cannot deviate from this sort of uh, approach of two warring parents, two combatants at war. And when cases are inappropriately coded as a fight between the parents rather than a case of domestic violence, kids end up dead. I mean, there's such a clear case of history of abuse, and, and, and the courts knew about this, the CAS knew about this, and it seems that there was this window where they kind of hummed and hawed, and on the weekend where you were trying to basically have Kira taken from Robin, or at least make sure that someone was supervising their visits, I mean, it, it, you wanted to protect her because I think innately you, you knew she was in danger, or you were in danger, and, and during that time that they kind of had to think about it, sh she would lose her life. Um, what was it that they had to determine? I mean, the, the caseworker called us on the Friday and said that Brown is displaying behavior consistent with a parent who killed her home, their own child, and she wanted to bring a protection application, but her supervisor said it could wait the weekend, and Kira was killed on the Sunday when she didn't make it to Monday. Um, you know, they were tasked with one job, which is to protect uh, Kira, and they failed to do so. Um, you know, risk doesn't go on hold over a weekend. Of course, I had to follow the court order and, you mm -hmm. know, give care over her to her father as we would be back before a judge the following week. Um, and, you know, with so many risk factors for lethality, with his behavior escalating, um, you know, their, their job was simply just to protect Kira and ensure she was safe. I mean, sadly, Jennifer, you're not the first woman uh, to have this happen, and Kira's not the first child to have this happen to, to be failed. Um, you know, I feel like we've done this before with inquests and inquiries. Um, it's like a, a pattern where they say never again, and then here we are talking about it. What would you tell, you know, because we always tell women or those in, in abusive situations, report it, you know, talk about it, get help. But what would you tell somebody who's in a situation um, like you were in? Well, I, I think you're trapped. I think that on one hand, you're in a situation of danger with living with the perpetrator, your life's in danger. But we know also when a woman leaves the risk of 
domestic homicide lethality goes up, um, risk to children can increase. So I don't, there's no answer. Um, I would certainly uh, not advise someone uh, that the, the systems are going to protect them, but I also don't want women remaining in dangerous situations either. And to your point around, you know, these inquests happening before, I, I agree. I mean, when we hear from advocates that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, these reviews have been done and recommendations have been made spanning years and years and years, but yet not acted upon. And now my child's the next one to be killed. You know, it does make me angry. And, uh, you know, we've done a lot of advocacy work to get things moving um, in the right direction. But, um, you know, the, the system, really meaningful changes need to be made to better recognize domestic violence and protect victims and children on all levels because they're failing. Yeah. And you have a you have a really long road ahead of you. No question about it. I don't think that road really ever ends for a parent who loses a child. And, you know, the inquest will become a fact finding mission, you know, dotting I's, crossing T's, recommendations and that. But ultimately, the headlines are about Kira um, and what happened to her and to your family. What do you want people to know about your little girl? Kira was a spunky and sassy uh, four year old girl. She was highly intelligent and really connected with adults and children from all walks of life. Um, she would have done great things had she been given the opportunity. And, uh, you know, we hope people just remember her light and her positivity and, and don't allow uh, the perpetrator to, you know, to impact her, her legacy. She wanted to change the world. She had a T-shirt from her cousin that said, I can change the world. And, uh, you know, from our small corner of the world, uh, she's doing uh, exactly that. If nothing else, maybe this can be her legacy. Um, just, uh, Jennifer, in case people want information, is there a foundation started? There is not a foundation started. Um, you know, we do have a website, uh, Um, But at this time, uh, you know, we don't have a foundation or anything like this. Nonetheless, this will be followed closely, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again. But I do very much appreciate you sharing your time and Kira's story with us. Thank you very much for having us. That is Jennifer Kagan joining us, and we will watch this story because, again, it's one of these stories that we don't want to keep talking about, and yet we do. And until we stop talking about it, then we know those in charge are not doing their job, and they must because we can't keep seeing these headlines.